Welcome to another episode of the Catholic Libertarian. Today we're going to talk about inconsistencies and the modern Christian uh, ideology when it comes to being pro-life, but also being pro-war and being pro-death penalty. And to do that, I'm going to talk to Steve. Uh, he won, he's on Twitter. Steve, go ahead and plug your Twitter or uh, let people know about you a little bit. Okay. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Um, my name is yeah, I'm Steve. I'm kind of anonymous because I sometimes tell the truth too much and I don't want to give away my uh, current location or myself too much uh, publicly. But um, yeah. I think you found me because my, my name on Twitter is pro-life equals anti-war. And um, then the, the at is Shinjitsu say, but I think pro-life equals anti-war is what we're talking about. So that, that's a way to find me. Um, and you can pop that in the show notes there if you want. Uh, I absolutely will be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically been my kind of, I don't know, big push recently because, um, you know, I listen a lot to Dave Smith and uh, Tom Woods and they are um, awesome. And, um, you know, especially Dave Smith loves to be pointing out about, you know, war is the most important issue. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I grew up in a conservative family, Christian family, but um, definitely not anti-war family. We were mm -hmm. pro-life for like unborn children, <laughs> um, of course, but not uh, worried too much about all the kids that dive through the bombs um, and the starvation campaigns that America participates in. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's been coming more of my issue recently, like the last couple of years. Uh, so that's why I, I put that as my name. Uh, so, yeah, that's. Uh, now, I bet, uh, that's understandable. I'm kind of the same position. I grew up in a very uh, Christian conservative uh, upbringing. All my friends and family, I don't know anyone who was uh, at least a little bit anti war. Mm -hmm. Like, all, everyone in my immediate family to extended family to second cousins I met at a family reunion. Everyone, yeah. pro-war, southern, heck yeah, let's, let's kill them all, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and, and uber, uber religious, you know, like at the same time, it's very frustrating. Like there's so many scriptures in the Bible about, I mean, we literally follow Prince of Peace, you know, it has to be, uh, to be obvious. It's, about mm -hmm. no, ah, I was I'm probably I'm trying to figure out why you know like what is this connection between Christians who should be because there's so many so many scriptures and so many Christian reasons to be anti-war or at least hesitant for war. So mm -hmm. like what what is the what is causing this? You know what is causing all these Christians to go hardcore down the war route? You know is it patriot is it blind patriotism? Is it bond to the propaganda of the government? Is it Romans 13 taken to the extreme? Like what do you think it mm -hmm. is? Yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure. I think a lot of people, you know, um, I saw you on Twitter, somebody was like, you have to, you can't be a Christian libertarian because that doesn't make sense or whatever. And it's like, come on, like, yeah. the, we should follow Christ, not any government. Um, so we can't say, well, our government's good. So whatever they do is righteous. And, you know, yeah. like, you know, I think a lot of churches have, well, they have the I know my churches when I grew up, they had like the Christian flag and the um, American flag. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with 
per se with the American flag, but it's just like, what is our focus in the church? Like, why do we need to have the American flag at the front of the church? Like, you know, we have the cross, of course, but why do we have to have the flag up there in the same, basically the same equal level? Like, uh, we should we should only bow to Christ, not to the flag. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, you know, and like just growing up in America, a lot of times, especially in the 80s, you know, like, oh, Reagan, you know, we kicked those uh, commies butts, you know, and all that. So, um, and then, <clears throat> you know, we we kind of transitioned. It's like the, I think, I forget, Tom, Tom Woods or Scott Horton mentioned, like, basically once we saw the end of the communists in Russia, then George Bush is like, well, let's uh, let's go against this Saddam Hussein guy that we were his friend. Now we don't like him. So uh, let's go to war with him. And, you know, it's like, well, he's a Republican and he says he's a Christian. So we got to follow that and we got to you know, get into this new war. Mm -hmm. And no. of course, that one seemed pretty much, I think it was a pretty successful campaign. I mean, we didn't lose that many people and... Mm -hmm that sort of thing so we were like yeah yeah go war rah, yeah, rah, rah. um you know and then other people forget you know 9-11 uh was not the beginning of history yeah um like wh why you know people are like oh they, they just woke up on september 10th and were like you know what those americans walking around in blue jeans i really hate them you know they got freedom of, re of religion and freedom of speech and they got all these you know, great freedoms over there. And I hate that. So we should, we should go over there and bomb them or, you know, take them out with those airplanes. Like, obviously that took more planning and, you know, most people don't even realize how, you know, we were, we trained bin Laden to do that to the Russians, uh, to bring the Russians into Afghanistan. So he did the same thing to us. And what so many people forget yeah. Or I'd ignore about mm -hmm. the our response to 9-11 is that uh, Bin Long was trying to drum up uh, hatred for America before 9-11 and could barely get, didn't get enough people on board. Got a few, but not a whole lot. After we actually started dropping bombs, we legitimized all his claims about us and he used us as recruiting pits, you know? Right. Like, that's how, honestly, when I first heard that, it blew my mind that like, we're so bad at this. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like we literally give all, like, Every every bomb we drop is a recruiting pit for someone to go join as a terrorist organization. Yeah, you know, it's oh, it's so frustrating just to think about. And the Christians who are uber uber supportive of it, it's just like, mm -hmm. like uh, and for Christians who are, what's the best word to put this? Um, they can get overly focused on one thing and become very uh, very based in that one thing and unable to think about it critically like you, like you see some people who are christians who are pro-life they go very pro-life you know yeah. I mean, i'm catholic so my church kind of goes all the way pro-life my church is anti-contraception mm -hmm. you know yeah. but to see people who are pro-life also be anti-contraception is very weird because it's like the goal is to prevent abortions one way of preventing it is to prevent pregnancy <laughs> preventing mm -hmm. pregnancy is not an abortion yeah. and you see how many christians get this roped down and this like the very commodity they're just like no no this is it all aspect that and for them to at the same time apply that same artistic vigor to mm -hmm. uh, abortion, abortion issues when it comes to war they apply, they apply the same vigor 
all in the wrong direction. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have Christians who are openly saying, like, I'm a pro-war Christian. It's like, what are you? It's yeah. like saying I'm a, um, I can't say anyone now because it's so stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally worship a guy called the Prince of Peace and you're saying you're pro-war. How, yeah. does, how does that work out? And that's not even the worst kind of question of pro-war people. Like, have you ever met the kind of Christians who want to bring about um, the rapture and revelations? So they think the only way to bring that out is to ramp things up, to want to deliberately make things worse with warfare. Have you met these types? Yeah. It's just so... Yeah, like, you talk to yeah. them, you're just like, what in... What? What? Where are you coming from? <laughs> right. I mean, besides the fact that you're asking for a lot of people to die uh you know and it's maybe before their time or that sort of thing like don't you trust that god's going to do it in his time why do you need to push it you know forward faster well i've always had this i've had this joke every time i have some cousins who are very into this trying to guess the uh exact date he's been wrong every time obviously (laughs) Uh, every time he tells me the new date i'm like god just moved it (laughs) No man shall know, and you keep guessing. Okay, stop yeah. it. He's moving the date. Yeah. God's like, I was going to do it that day, but since you picked it, I'm not. Exactly. He's just going to keep going on and on and on forever because yeah. people aren't going to shut up about it. Right. Uh, and at the same time, you think you talk to people who are like, I think it was uh, someone keeps showing this at conservatives, like, oh, you're pro life, but you're pro death penalty, and uh, always spout out some to like well i'm uh for protecting innocent people and it's like wouldn't well, be against the death penalty because you know innocent people get killed with that shit <laughs> right it's yeah not yeah not to mention like um everyone's guilty technically <laughs> i mean that's you what you know the bible says everyone's guilty so yeah i just I think life in prison is you know it's still punishment and yeah. i think they great. deserve they deserve it might be worse than death, actually. Some mm. of that. Yeah. Prison. Um, I mean, if I mean so, the law prisons, the U.S. prison system is absolutely, absolutely garbage. Um, right. I've always argued with students. Like I try to point out all the like all the evidence for how inaccurate people who are pro death penalty have to have a hundred percent faith in our court system. People yeah. who have any doubt in our court system and still have a pro death penalty view are just stupid people. Like, if you ever talk to them, like, someone, like, let's say, I'm really talking to these people, and they're like, oh, of course, this is broken. It's highly inaccurate. I don't trust it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. They're like, yeah, but the death penalty is still a good thing on some, on some cool. circumstances. I'm like, if we're going to have a death penalty that is dealt out by a court, you cannot have a margin of airway when it comes to people dying. Right. You know I mean? We currently have a 4.7 margin of error, the latest statistics, when it comes to the death penalty. I told this to a guy, and his response was, 4.7% is not that high. Yeah. It's like that. I don't care if it's 1%. We're talking about the state murdering innocent people. That should be a yeah. zero. Yeah. Shouldn't it be? I mean, oh. yeah, you can you can spend like 10 or 15 years in prison and get let out once they find you're innocent. But when you're dead, there's no, well, mm-hmm. let's bring it back to life because he was innocent. Like, it's too late. It's, it's so mm-hmm. broken. Yeah. And like, also like, um, when I was, when I was younger, there was, a one of, uh, one of Nixon's guys was Charles Colson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of him, but he was, he was in jail obviously, cause he was with Nixon in the whole <laughs> fiasco. And he was working in prison ministry. Like he became a Christian and he became really, that was his like claim to fame, I guess, after mm-hmm. 
like I knew him for doing prison ministry. Later, I heard he had been working with, you know, I was like, oh, why he was in prison was he was caught with Nixon and all that. So, mm. like, okay, well, okay, that makes sense. But, um, you know, so he was doing prison ministry. And if you think that people that need to know about Christ, <laughs> I think it's people in prison, especially people who did something worthy of the death penalty. Mm. Um, so instead of giving them death before, you know, by, you know, whatever needle or something, you know, they mm. should be ministered to or given chances to, you know, know about, think about the afterlife, you know, like, don't just say, well, they should be killed because they killed somebody. I, I understand that. I used to really believe that, like, they forfeited their right to life because they mm. killed somebody. But it's like, you know, God wants to bring everyone to him. So exactly. prison ministry you know, for those guys that are lifers, you know, that's better than ending their life. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no, there's, it's never too late, right, to choose exactly. uh, to serve God. So, you know, I don't like, I don't want them to be forced, you know, mm -hmm. believe it or, you're going to die. <laughs> like believe it or not, this is, do you know who Michael Knowles is? One of those uh, Catholic conservative dudes from the Daily uh, Wild? Uh, I think so. Okay. Michael knows has the argument about the death penalty. It's it's probably the dumbest one I've heard, and I've heard <sighs> doozies. His argument for the death penalty was um, when you put someone on death row, death row, they are now more receptive to Christian teaching because they're going to die. And so oh. when you put someone on death row, they have to start questioning their own mortal soul and therefore <sighs> can lead to Christianity. And so yeah. as a conversion mechanism, we should use the death penalty. I'm yeah. adding in that part as a, as a joke, but that's when you hear him talk about it, that's what it sounds like. It yeah. sounds like to convert people to Christianity, I'm gonna put them on death row. It's like that does not sound like the best way to do it. That yeah, sounds like you know the old crusaders and mm -hmm. the convert or die type. Like, yeah, they'll think about it if you point a gun at their head. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know it's, how it's how uh, sincere they will be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's that's true. It's it's um, absurd. And, and uh, it's honestly like this is why um, the people who like so basically like the paleo libertarian argument, you know, mm. are, like dealing like Christians make up the majority of the voting population, I believe so. Mm. And so many of them are so stuck in their Republican roots mm. that maybe he, he has he has a point about trying to find some way to reach them better. Cause this it's it has someone who is a Christian, it's getting pretty annoying to see mm. all these Christians who are out there being things like all abortion is more is murder. Also, we need to get, um somehow we need to cut the federal budget, but also increase military spending. Uh -huh. Like the inconsistencies yeah. in these Christian uh, statists is so right. annoying, especially when you actually try to talk to him about it, because it's just like what you're saying is absurdly. I can't. I don't know. This yeah. is so stupid. It's like just yeah. think for a moment. The sick. Yeah, I always get. Especially when they start trying to bring race into it, you know, you're just kind of like, well, just stop, 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 open, uh, people. Okay, I, I don't. I. So, what do you, what do you think it stems from? Do you think the uh, Christian pro-war stems from uh, trust and faith in government and patriotism? Because patriotism, or do you think it stems more from anti-religious sentiment of the anti uh, against Muslims? Like, what do you think is more driving for the pro-war Christian propaganda or hatred of other religions? Because you you hope it's the first one, but 
yeah. you talk to these people and it, it sounds like the second one, you know? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I hate to think that it might be kind of a, you know, like a, a crusader thing again. Like, oh, yeah, they, you know, like, because you can go back and forth arguing about the crusades and all that because obviously, you know, the, the crusaders were taking back Jerusalem because they'd been attacked for hundreds of years and all this. Mm -hmm. I understand. I know all that history, but that's not, that's not the reality today. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, today they're mostly, most of the people there that are being killed, they're just like shopkeepers and they're like going to a wedding or something. And then we just blow them up because there was one guy who was, you know, I don't know what, whatever their excuses are, but um, the amount of innocent people that get hit when we drop a bomb, it's just like, yeah. like, I mean, what is, uh, I don't know. It, I can't remember the name, but there was that, there was like that, uh, there was an American citizen who happened to be Muslim and he was, you know, he was, he was basically working with Al Qaeda, working for Al Qaeda. So he was a bad guy, but mm -hmm. I think they blew up a coffee shop it's like was he alone in the coffee shop was yeah. the owner of the coffee shop you know did he get paid back for his coffee shop being destroyed or is he dead like yeah and then they killed his son a little bit later and i think the same thing like they bomb one you know this kid he probably wasn't even that you know his dad may have told him true things about the bad things america's doing and you know okay so he might have been anti-american but he had good reason especially after they blew up his dad yeah uh, it's like what, what's that quote to die without a trial like yeah no it, it's oh that's another point they bring it the christian conservative bring up was like uh i support due process for american citizens if you're not an american citizen you actually don't have the right and it's like we don't have rights as american citizens we have rights as people <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's a very, very founding belief in our constitution and equipment that you claim to love so much. Yeah, the moment okay. someone's citizenship isn't immediately your neighbor, you say fuck them. Mm. It's right. It's yeah. I mean, it's like the torture thing too. It's like, well, you know, those guys can be tortured because they're not Americans. It's like, yeah, well, they're innocent people half the time, and mm -hmm. we just what we pawn them off to the Egyptians or the Jordan Jordanians because. Mm -hmm they're not under the same rules as we are mm. like we know what they're doing there so we shouldn't just say well we're not doing it yeah it's um it's just like with uh, yemen like nobody talks nobody really talks about that i mean i'm god bless dave smith for bringing it up all the time yes. he's on tv because nobody else even knows what's going on there it's like oh well america's not doing it yeah well we're providing the planes and the fuel and the bombs and i, I bring and, this up i bring this up to my family because i was yeah. at my last like family gathering i brought up anti-war mm -hmm. stuff i was tired of it yeah yeah well, that was ended up being a, a fun two hours mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um it they don't believe you like you bring up mm -hmm. what we do when it comes to bombing the double tap policy yeah. when we who we aim for our margin of air how we classify what an adult is or what a uh, yeah. enemy combatant looks like you start explaining these things to them, and it's so absurd and extreme. They don't believe you. You know, mm -hmm. they said they're like, ah, oh, that's just far left uh, CNN fake news propaganda uh. trying to convert you to, against the government. And it's like, no, the government actions are converting me against the government. Yeah. Like, this is. Well, and that's like, that's part of that, like, mental gymnastics. It's like, 
most conservatives don't trust the government, especially like Obama and Biden, you know, but like, oh, uh, well, you don't like it. Oh, what am I trying to say? So the CNN wouldn't be converting me against the government with Obama and Biden because they are on the same side. So it's obviously not far left propaganda. <laughs> um, you might say that during Trump, but it's the same thing. Obama started it. Trump kept it going. And mm-hmm. Biden hasn't stopped it as far as I know. So no, he just dropped more bombs. <laughs> it's not it's not a left or right thing. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Like people say, well, there's two major parties and libertarians are just kind of these losers that never win. And it's like, no, there's yeah. one party and the people, human beings, free to, free people never win. Exactly. I have, I've made this point. Uh, I've tried explaining this to them that the problem with democracy isn't that it uh, involves forcing people who don't consent to things being done. It's that it weaponizes the people against the other people. Because when someone wants to run for power, they have to promise one half they're going to give them something in return. He's not bribing votes. Every, every mm-hmm. partisan bribes their voters by offering them something, or something, something, something for the vote. Mm-hmm. And when you have that happen, you're going to have one guy target his base, one guy target his base, and you're going to have people versus mm-hmm. people. You know, look at yeah. look at the Cold War. Look at those people fighting. Democracy has led to all of us not being able to talk to each other on anything without yelling. It's yeah. like this is all due to democracy and, and people who still support it, despite just looking around. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, it's silly. Um, so this episode will be dropping on Fourth of July, mm-hmm. uh, and I figured I post on the most patriotic day. For Christian people to celebrate it, I post this and spam my family with this video about why everything sucks. <laughs> you know, like maybe America could be better if we didn't bomb children all the time. You know, I mean, I mean, I put this out whether it's public schools or government-funded abortion or military, we have a very high rate of killing children. You yeah. know, and people, yeah. Christian citizens, support this thing, and and like they, oh, I mean, your government that you support and pay, you you want to pay your taxes for. Bomb children have the schools that have a higher molest rate than almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything the government touches when it comes to involving kids is either abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, or deaths. Mm-hmm. It's like there's zero things they do with children that I would consider at all peaceful. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, the biggest threat to our children is the government. Exactly. You know, and it's and it's uh, what was it, Michael Malice quote? Socialists don't disregard your property as their property. Worst of all, they regard your children as their children. Yes, it's right. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so let's, was, go ahead. Oh no, I was just thinking like because um, I wrote my thoughts down and I we would, we had talked about the why do Christians like seem to love war? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was just thinking that the. Um, my favorite stories in the Bible were the Old Testament, like Joshua and Judges, where they were always fighting and, um, you know, the violent sections. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the non-Hebrews and uh, those types of things. And so I think that's one thing that we kind of get that, like, well, America is God's chosen people now, so we should kill all the non-Americans, <laughs> or, you know, especially the, the evil heathen Muslims. You know, those guys are definitely the ones that, uh, none of them, you know, like there's, there's like signs. Somebody will have like, God loves you bumper sticker. Then the next one says, kill them all and let God sort them out. That's <laughs> it's like, uh, wait a second. If you love everyone, how can you say it like that? I mean, you should be trying to save these people, you know, um, not just murder them all. 
or you know most people don't think of it like well i you know they don't think i'm killing these people but you're you're not saying anything about it as your government orders your brothers and your sons to do it mm -hmm. um, and i if anybody is wondering i could say i was in the navy so um i i used to really be glad of that but now i'm kind of you know sorry about it because i was a participant in the the first the beginning of the 20 years long war mm. <laughs> in iraq and afghanistan um so i'm not just some guy i actually was there um and uh, at the time i thought you know well these guys did 9 11 so we're gonna have to kill them all and it's like no there's like a bunch of saudi guys and we're not even going to saudi arabia so <laughs> like what's the freaking point but yeah. um yeah so there's that there's the old testament plus you know obviously there's so many american movies you know and mm. um I think that totally gets us to think about all oh, these these foreign people are weird and they don't speak English well or at all and so we gotta root for the good guys you know the American guys and um, I honestly I mean if it was a team of you know black and Hispanic soldiers we'd still root for them against the Muslim soldiers it's not like oh we have to root for the blonde white guys it's like mm -hmm. that's not the point I think that's it's the flag. You know, I, it's kind of like with the police, I think it's not about color. It's like, you're not blue, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the whole back of the blue, like that's what they see. So if you're not a cop, you're a potential enemy. And so, you know, we'll throw you on the ground, shoot your dog and, you know, kneel on your neck for nine minutes, you know, to make sure you're not a threat, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not going to stop the guy who's doing that, you know. Like that's what got gets me about that that one case. Like, there was he was kneeling on the guy for nine minutes, and nobody told him to stop. Like the the people did, but none of the other officers did. And that's just, mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, that's what I think the soldiers are the same way. It's like it's not about color. It's about you know these are your brothers, and I understand that, and I can I can feel that to some extent. You know these are your brothers. You know whatever brother, band of brothers, and all that. But it's like just remember they're, you're the invaders. Like I was thinking they made, there's two Red Dawn movies, you know, the old one from the eighties and they remade the, it. The good one and the bad one. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's very. Right. Um, and it's like, okay, the first ones were Russians. The second one I think was North Korea. <laughs> and the Americans were the, the ragtag, you know, storekeepers that mm -hmm. found a few guns and were setting off IEDs and, mm -hmm killing the bad guys you know it's like that's the people we call the taliban now i mean exactly yeah there's some, there's some really bad guys who do some really bad things in that group but most of them they were maybe ambivalent and then their brother's you know phone store got blown up and killed the brother and his wife and daughter mm. and, and now it's like well damn like these americans really suck and then this guy's offering who said, you know, we'll pay your family money if you carry this explosive device up to this American troop convoy and blow them up. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pissed off at these guys for killing my brother and his family, so why not? You know, I'm poor. My brother's phone store was the only way I had any money, mm -hmm. and they blew that up for no reason. So why not go and kill myself and meet Allah and 
pay my family some money. It's like, yeah. So these guys aren't evil. Um, You know, everyone does bad things and we can't say that we wouldn't do something like that again. If the red Dawn thing happened in our time, you know, a lot of people are these Boogaloo guys and, you know, they would be like, Oh, we'd be fighting those, you know, anybody that comes across the border, anybody that, you know, invades America. Exactly. Our guns out and we're going to fight them. And it's like, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would, I would be in there with you guys, but Mm. like, that's not, yeah, I mean, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't see ourselves as the bad guy in that case. Exactly. Like I, I, I've used this. To, uh, I have a lot of friends who are, you know, quit some pro-war people, and I talk to them, and I, this is how I convince one guy to be a little, more, a little bit more anti-war. Uh-huh. Is we're talking about a, a, a foreign power invading. He was like, "If man China comes over here, I'm gonna get yeah. my guns. We're getting the woods. We're gonna do some guerrilla shit. You know, we're gonna." Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, "He's no, he's like Taliban." <laughs> Yeah, like literally, I mean, they are, that's, like we all are attacking them. Like, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, we have we have a good reason for them. Like, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. Goes, no, I love it. I'm like, that wasn't even these people. We're here now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. That's so unprofessional of me. It's like, well, yeah. we're there, we're there now because of all the other nonsense. And I go, you, yeah. you, like, I started showing him Scott Horton videos and explaining yeah. it to him and stuff. And now he's, he's not. I'm not gonna say he's anti-war, but he's anti everything we're currently doing. Right. Which is good enough. And this dude, yeah. this dude, uh, I was talking to him the other day and he uh, apparently was at, was at his friend's house or like a family gathering or something. And he just started explaining this non everything to his family. Like, he was explaining <laughs> yeah, it to his family and like, like arguing. Like, it's like, uh, he's not an ANCAP yet, but I've got mm-hmm. him like arguing, uh, like bas- basically anarchist principles to his family. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's pretty fun to watch <laughs> you about. Yeah, it's good to see you have a disciple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's the moment you get a moment. I got any moment. I have like two people following me and one guy knew uh, mimicking when I was saying that I have too much power. I'm done. As an anarchist, I have to reject all this hierarchy and power. Yeah. I leave. <laughs> and like, we're running out of time. This has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say? And uh, yeah, do you have anything you want to add? Um, oh, well, I just give a shout out to um, apparently I found this great quote, war is the health of the state, Randolph Bourne. Mm. Um, I think that's a very good point. It seems like most people might think, yeah, America kicks everybody's ass. So we're really good. And it's like, <laughs> that's not, that's not how it works. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just like a human being. If you're constantly fighting people and punching people for no reason, like, Hey, you look at my dog, Bill, like yeah. you'd say this guy's mentally deranged. So, mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, um, not only do you hurt yourself when you fight someone, but you know, that's not, it doesn't present a picture of mental health. Um, and then also like people that always think like, Oh, you hate the military and all this stuff. And it's like, well, yeah. You know, if you want to forget about all the foreigners who died, um, but let's talk about how many members of the military either die or they lose body parts. Um, I mean, why do 20 soldiers a day commit suicide? Because they're proud of their service? I don't think so. They have bad memories. Maybe they're guilty. Maybe they just have bad, you know, nightmares of all the chaos and stuff they went through. I mean, either way, you know, it's pretty awful what they went through. And I, I thank God that I was on a ship so I was safely, you know, pretty much not in danger really. And so 
I was, I'm really glad about that, but it's mm. so many people. I mean, the soldiers who die from suicide is way more than the soldiers that have been killed in war by the enemy. So, I mean, I would say that means that the enemy is not hurting us as much as our soldiers are hurting themselves because why? Because they did, they did and experienced things that are pretty horrible. So if, I think if you're pro-soldier, pro-troops, you should be saying with us, bring them home and stop killing people. Um, and it also includes, don't, don't think that bring our soldiers home and then drone bomb them. Uh, that's still not the right answer. Yeah. Um, but bring our troops home. I mean, we can discuss about like, do we need troops in Germany and Korea and Japan where there's, there's our friends? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily take them all out, but we definitely could draw down the number of troops. And, um, you know, I mean, I think about people are worried about the border security. And I was thinking about like, why don't we bring our troops back, have them train in the desert <laughs> along the border of Arizona. Um, and, you know, if anybody comes through, we can, you know, that's our border protection. Um, and that's, a uh, way to keep our troops safe in America and not off in some foreign theater looking for monsters to slay, uh, creating more terrorists every time, you know. I, I think, uh, yeah, one more thing that they call it, I think it's called insurgent math. Have you heard mm -hmm. of that? I've not. Where like, uh, where like, that, like, this is a thing, like all this, all the guys over there know this, like when you kill five insurgents, how um, five insurgents, how many insurgents are left? The answer is 20. Because each of those insurgents had four or five brothers and sisters and <laughs> father, son, you know. So now you've called, you know, these, like I said, ambivalent people now, oh, my brother died and my son died. So now I'm going to join the fight. So exactly. we're just, it's like the self-licking ice cream cone. I think uh, that's one of Scott Horton's favorite ones too. Like we keep making more and more terrorists. So these fiscal conservatives need to look at the biggest part of the budget, which is the military industrial complex. That's where all the money, that's where the biggest part of our budget goes to is, you know, Raytheon and all those guys mm -hmm. buying their planes and bombs and whatnot. And so if you want to read, you know, reduce spending in America, definitely stop funding Planned Parenthood, but also <laughs> stop funding all these wars. Stop, um, you know, just, just stop. I don't know. Like, that's my, my key there. Just stop. Just stop. Um, that, that, that'd be my campaign slogan. Just stop. Yeah. yeah. You know? that's a good I have one. the bumper stickers and everywhere. Just, just knock it off. Stop. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd run on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Anyone listening? Uh, hope you have a good week. Happy 4th of July. Go read some yeah. more books. Bye-bye, uh, yeah, everyone. Books, have, some, have some hamburgers and remember you're so free today to take off your mask. <laughs> That's right. One more warning. Don't wear a damn mask. <laughs>